This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. What is it that people, Christians and non-Christians alike, desire more than anything else? Where can we find it? The answer might surprise you. Let's talk about this in our message today entitled, Good News for Troubled Hearts. We've got some good news for troubled hearts today. I hope you'll listen in. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on this Pentecost Sunday, we praise you for the arrival of your promised Holy Spirit. Our prayer today is that he would fill us with his power and presence as we hear your word. Amen. Come down, fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain, upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood.
Our reading for today is taken from John chapter 14, beginning at verse 25. This is Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid.
Dear friends, I have a riddle for you today. See if you can name this thing that I'm describing. It's something that the widower longs for and needs as he or she tries to go on without that beloved spouse because there's so much to deal with without him or her around. It's something that parents need who worry as they strive to raise their children correctly in a dangerous world of temptations and distractions. It's something that the employee longs for who is being harassed at work on a daily basis and she awakens each workday with a sense of dread and foreboding. It's something that the teenager desperately needs who is struggling to fit in or to make the grade in school feel good about himself or herself. It's something that the small child needs as she watches mom and dad fighting, not getting along anymore. It's something that the world has never had since the fall of Adam and Eve and never will on its own, as hard as it may try. So, what is it? If you guessed peace, you're right. We long for peace in our world. As political parties and nations rage against one another, we pray for peace in the lives of our loved ones who are facing hardships along life's way. I have friends who battle depression and anxiety, and I pray that they would receive peace of mind. And of course we desire peace in our own lives, don't we? Sometimes we get so troubled and worried inside and even fearful as we face the various challenges in our lives like raising children or battling health issues or financial issues or struggling with relational issues. I just read again an article that says that Americans are among the most anxious people on earth. As one teenager put it in this article, We're the first generation that cannot escape our problems at all. We're like little volcanoes. We're getting this constant pressure from our phones, from our relationships, from the way things are in the world today. More people yearn for one thing more than anything else, inner peace. Without it, they have no lasting happiness or security. You have to agree with me, life has gotten all the more complicated and all of us are looking for some peace within. Well, in today's passage, we find Jesus promising peace to his disciples in a not-so-peaceful situation, in a not-so-peaceful world that hates him. The anxiety and stress hung thick in the air that evening in the upper room when Jesus announced that he would be leaving them, that he was about to be arrested and later crucified on a cross. And little did they understand the cross was all part of God's plan to save his sin-sick world. And as Jesus tells them he's leaving them, he also tells them that they can't come along. Of course, this made them troubled and afraid. It stressed them out. It tied them up in knots, so to speak, inside and filled them with such anxiety and fear over this news. They had to have been thinking, leaving us? No, we'll be on our own, abandoned and so alone. What will we do without Jesus? 
Oh, no. They had been with him, you see, for three years, and there was this special attachment, a bond of friendship that they did not want to see end. They didn't want him to go away. So they responded with their questions. Peter and Thomas both said, where are you going? Philip said, well, then show us the Father, and that will satisfy us. Judas, not Iscariot, asked, how will you reveal yourself to us? and not to the world. These men were afraid and very anxious about the present and the future without Jesus. But Jesus responds to their troubled hearts and minds with words of assurance. He says to them, you'll see me again someday. I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house. I'll come back and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Nothing's going to stop this relationship. He also went on to promise, I'm giving you another helper to be with you forever, the Holy Spirit. I won't leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. And those who love me and keep my word, my Father will love them and we'll come to them and make our home with them. And finally, Jesus said these words that we read earlier I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. The word Jesus uses here for the Holy Spirit is the word paraclete, which has a wonderful cornucopia of meanings for us. It means advocate, helper, comforter, counselor. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, will be with you like I've been with you, to remind you all that I have said to you. Who is he? He's God. He's the Christ's continuing presence with us, the Spirit of the living God. He, he's here to remind us when we forget what Jesus has said about the love of the Father for us and direct us with his commandments to love one another as we've been loved. He's here to continually point us to the cross, an empty tomb again and again and say, remember, in Christ you have been died for, and you are a child of God forever. Nothing can separate you from his love. And that brings peace to the troubled soul. Jesus said of this person he called the Holy Spirit that he's my peace, given to you, my followers, as you live out your days in this broken world, following and serving me. The Holy Spirit equals peace, Christ's peace. Peace was a usual Jewish greeting when friends met and parted, but Christ's farewell word of peace was different from that which was current in the world. The peace that the Spirit gives us is something deeper and more lasting. It's a peace which banishes anxiety and fear. It guards our hearts and our minds, as the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians. Now, on this particular Sunday, 
we're celebrating a special day in the life of the church called Pentecost. In the book of Acts, we are told that our Lord's promise was kept. The Holy Spirit has come. Those same disciples were in an upper room 50 days later in Jerusalem. They're waiting when suddenly a great wind and tongues of fire hung over their head and they were empowered to preach the gospel effectively in different languages. And Peter gave a dynamite sermon and 3,000 people repented and received Christ that day. And the rest of the book of Acts describes the acts of the Holy Spirit in and through the disciples and those who came to believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord. I imagine this scene later that Pentecost evening, Andrew says to Peter, when things are getting quiet in that upper room, it's true. We're not really alone, are we? Peter responds, you're right, little brother. He came, just as Jesus said. 3,000 people. No way we could have done that. It's only by the Spirit's power. I'm sure of it. And there was peace in that upper room. In that same upper room where there had been such anxiety before. Peace in the deepest part of their beings as they looked ahead at the difficult assignment that lay before them that Jesus had given them to make disciples of all the nations. They knew, we're not alone. And it gave peace. The Spirit's presence and help continues over the centuries and around the globe, he continues to awaken faith in Christ as the gospel message of Jesus is communicated to other people. He continues to guide and lead and comfort and help and empower the followers of Christ as they live for him as his witnesses in the world. There are conversions. We hear about them all the time. Changed lives through the gospel. Here's a conversion story. Author Lee Strobel said in one message that he gave later on, how can I tell you the difference God has made in my life? My daughter Allison was five years old when I became a follower of Jesus. And all she had known in those five years was a dad who was profane and angry. I remember I came home one night and kicked a hole in the living room wall just out of anger with life. I'm ashamed to think of the times that that little girl of mine hid in her room to get away from me. Five months after I gave my life to Christ, that little girl went to my wife and said, Mommy, I want God to do for me what he's done for Daddy. At age five, what did she saying? She'd never studied the archaeological evidence regarding the truth of the Bible. All she knew was that her dad used to be this way. Hard to live with, but more and more her dad is becoming this way. And if that is what God does to people, then sign her up. At age five, she gave her life to Jesus. So what are we to do with this wonderful news of the Holy Spirit, our peace giver? Well, Jesus tells us what to do with it. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled and don't let them be afraid. <laughs> Trust in him and in his presence. We're really not alone or abandoned. And that, my dear friends, is our peace. 
when I was a little boy, I remembered my dad making a bedroom for me down in the basement of our home so I could have my own room. It was very dark down there at night, of course, and a lot of noise came from our furnace. It was very spooky. I was afraid. So my dad, for the first few days, and I think it was over a week, would come down and sleep with me. I could sleep peacefully, knowing that someone was with me, my dad. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. He makes himself known to us. And he comes as we believe in Jesus. That's the call today. Believe in Jesus and that same Holy Spirit will be present to guide you and empower you for witnessing and keep you in God's peace. Pray each day for him to breathe his life into you. That he would fill your sails with his power and love to keep you confidently going. That he would come and shape you to be a person that looks like Jesus, full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit in one's life. Living in God's Word... You can let him speak words of life into your soul to bring to remembrance and enlighten you about all the good things of grace and love for you that Christ has communicated. can guide you and direct you and speak to you. It's a matter of yielding to the Spirit with a willingness to obey what he tells you in that word. And then you'll realize, like so many have, I'm not alone. He's with me. And you will experience Christ's promised peace, which passes all understanding. My wife Julie and I attended a funeral last month. It was for a stillborn baby. As we sat in the sanctuary with family and friends, there was sorrow and grief in the air, of course. The parents of the baby got up and gave the eulogy. It was remarkable. Yes, they were sad. But there also was such strength and peace in them. Where did that peace come from? They let us know. It was a peace of knowing Christ. It was gospel peace. It was the peace of the Holy Spirit working through the Word of God, strengthening, reassuring them, promising. You're not alone. Your little one is in good hands. And so are you. I'm with you. May you have that kind of peace in your life. The Spirit is available. You simply need to ask Him in. It's like the old gospel song, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, and use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. May that be your prayer today.
For that, my friend, is the way to finding peace. Amen. As you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. It is our prayer that the Spirit of the living God will fall fresh on you, and you will devote yourself to his loving care. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. Many people choose to support this ministry with a memorial gift. A memorial gift is given to remember a loved one or friend. All gifts to this ministry are considered tax-free donations. Address your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are thankful to all those who support Christian Crusaders with their prayers and finances. If you enjoyed today's message on peace and the Holy Spirit and would enjoy hearing it again, be sure to check out our website, www.christiancrusaders.org, where you can find a link to both the audio and printed copy of today's program. Previous broadcasts are offered as well as other spiritual helps. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. We are so thankful you joined us for worship today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. 
Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, speaker on Christian Crusaders for the past 14 years. Christian Crusaders is now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. May God bless you richly with His mercy, grace, and peace.